The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting on a Saturday night from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Knapsack Files Saturday night special. I'm Ken Knapsack. Thanks for hanging out with me, friends. How are you all doing? This show this is pretty simple. Every, every once in a while, and, and now more going forward in the future, I sit down with you. Open forum discussion, guests stopping by that aren't part of the full interviews of the Knapsack Files, and we just get to have some fun. Special little segments. Uh, comedy bits. I don't know. Why are you asking me? Oh, wait, I'm telling you. Hey, everybody. Uh, in this show, we catch up with my buddy, Matt Key got an announcement of something he's been working on that I want you all to check out. We're going to be talking to a friend of the show, Jeff Saunders, Scribbler, some of you might know him as. He's got a big charity event up coming up, and we're talking about that and the St. Baldrick's Foundation. That's what we're doing here on the show today as I hang out with you. Recently, some of the news... No, I'm not doing, I'm not doing movie news. I'm not, just, you know, news that hits close to home. Terry Jones passed away this week. Other people did as well. Jim Lair passed away as well. It just happens. It goes in threes, right? They say sometimes it seems like more. Terry Jones passed away. Terry Jones, of course, was part of Monty Python, the uh, comedy troupe that helped redefine comedy, change comedy, and influenced a lot of people, and I am one of them. Much like the Beatles, they were called the Beatles of comedy, and the Beatles could be called Monty Python of rock and or roll, I guess, from a certain point of view. Like the Beatles, you might have that conversation, who's your favorite Python? And I think, it's tough for me to answer, they were very much part of my comedy upbringing. I've talked a lot about kids in the hall. Uh, They are kind of in a similar vein. I just love kind of the offbeat Comedy, poignant comedy, using comedy to to make points, but also just being absurd and absurdists in the process. Occasionally breaking the fourth wall. I love breaking the fourth wall sometimes in comedy sketches. I I used to try to do it a lot in the Groundlings, and uh, it didn't work out. (laughs) I was told not to. (laughs) Boo, hiss. But I just Python does that so well. Monty Python, the Holy Grail which is not my favorite of their movies. Life of Brian is my favorite Monty Python movie. But Holy Grail, I mean, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it, but it, it breaks the fourth wall in a magical way that I love so much. That is very much in keeping with my style of humor. On the Patreon page, which you can find at patreon.com slash Knapsack, we were doing the rabbit watch-alongs, and we kind of found some possible replacements for that. But I'd get together with some people and watch a movie. We, we watched um, Holy Grail. I hadn't seen it in years, and I just loved, loved that, and love uh, everything behind it. And I want—that's what I wanted to do, coming out of high school. Yeah, I'd, I had big dreams of being on Saturday Night Live. Big dreams of playing for the Yankees. Uh, both did not come true. Uh, you know, wouldn't it be great if I just played like ten games for the Yankees in like '98 or something like that? Uh, did not come true. But beyond that, I really because I was obsessed with bands, still am, still love music, and I love. The concept of bands, the band culture, the teamwork. You know, look at a movie like Almost Famous by Cameron Crowe. There's a lot of reasons I love that movie. A lot of what it means to me. Lester Bangs is a character. Philip Seymour Hoffman playing him. Uh, you know, everything about that movie I love. But one of it is just seeing the inner workings of bands. So I love band documentaries. I recently watched The History of the Eagles on the... On the not, recommendation of Mark Ellis. I've been recommended uh, that doc for a while now, but uh, the orders of Mark Ellis was like, I can't believe you haven't watched that yet. And not even a huge fan of the Eagles. I just love bands. And so in the back of my head, I I tried to be musical. I tried to learn a couple chords on the guitar. I've said before, I own a tambourine. I still do. It's in the closet here. If anyone needs it, I I really, I wrote some song lyrics. I mentioned uh, recently in the interview with uh, our friend, Alex Marzonia, who's a talented musician and singer-songwriter. I've mentioned that I, I've written a lot of, quote, I'm putting quote lyrics in, in my youth. I, I would love to find them. Not all bad, definitely not great, because I just want to be a band, but I just kind of knew I was barely getting the G chord on an acoustic guitar, probably not going to be in a band. 
So Python and Kids in the Hall, and in the mid-90s when I was coming out of high school, there were a lot of shows. Exit 57 comes to mind. Um, the Vacant Lot, which had Nick McKinney, the brother of Kids in the Hall's Mark McKinney. Just the concept of comedy troops as bands. Just something I loved. So Monty Python, kind of the kind of the kings of all that. And so much like the Beatles, who's your favorite Python? My answer probably would alternate between Eric Idle and John Cleese for most of my youth. That's still probably my choice. I love Idle so much because he he was kind of he could he could he was very, they're all versatile. That's given, but uh, I just there's something about his newsman kind of vibe. And it comes to the Ruddles, the Ruddles, which he was behind. And Neil Ennis recently passed away. He was, of course, the songwriter of the Ruddles uh, and was actually part of a great band. Uh, quirky, and I, well, great's a, great's a strong word, but a band called the uh, Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. They're in Magical Mystery Tour performing Death Cab for Cutie, uh, which that other band took. Ken, let's st- shut up about music history. Get to your point. I, I, I So I love Idol because of that. And in the Ruddles, he plays the news reporter going around and interviewing people. And just the way he does that, that really ties to a lot of my uh, style of humor. So Idol might be it, but Cleese, just powerful, kind of a leading man. Graham Chapman, really a leading man in Holy Grail and Life of Brian. They based two movies around kind of him being out front. Uh, Michael Palin. Uh, Gilliam, Terry Gilliam's okay. I love, love, his, love his animation. He himself does not seem like the greatest of guys. Uh, the only American of the bunch. Maybe that's saying something. No, I don't know. Um, the animation's not never my favorite part of Monty Python. Um, so I didn't gravitate towards Gilliam. But Terry Jones was this interesting, interesting cat. He just had, he was very kind of distinctive face. They all distinctive face, but just somebody, very jolly individual, very just had a happy cherub-like face and a, and a weird uncontrollable, uncontained energy at time where Graham Chapman, John Cleese had kind of this controlled, almost repressed anger. Uh, Palin kind of, you know, Palin and, and, and Idol kind of more, every man at times to me, but Palin, especially when they, he, they'd all kind of explode in sketches right every now and then. Palin was kind of, uh, he, he was more to me, straight man type. Terry Jones was just, the out there guy, the guy playing the organ naked. You know what I mean? Like that was him. And some of my favorite lines are from him, particularly in the movies, particularly in life of Brian. One line I won't say now, cause out of context. And if you haven't heard before, it might, it, it might not be your favorite line, but I love, there's a great line when he's playing Graham Chapman's Graham Chapman's uh, mom, uh, Brian, uh, the Messiah in, in life of Brian. That just, it's one of my, the punchline is, well, at first, uh, the first part, fill in, fill in yourself. Uh, it just, he just had that, that energy, crazy energy that I don't think I ever had, which is why I gravitated towards the other pythons, but always grew up really just intrigued and admiring Terry Jones more than anything. And he was so much more than that. He worked with Douglas Adams, uh, my favorite author, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy author. They wrote a project together called Starship Titanic, which was a video game. And then Douglas Adams basically said, Terry Jones, I need you to write the novel for me. Uh, director, a lot of things. Children's author said once, you know, I did a lot of things that made money with Python or the movies or whatever. And, and, and I've done, I've done that stuff so I could now do things more important to me that don't generate money. And I think that's, I think that's the quest of a lot of creatives. Uh, I think, I think that's, we all want to do, do things outside the pressures of needing to succeed on a wide commercial basis. There's something about that. There's something about that that ties to your youth. So Terry Jones passed away this week, and that that did that did affect me. That did mean a lot. It's part of my youth. It's part of my formative years as a creative. I mean, I, that's a weird term. That's a very corporate term to use. It's, it's a content creator. But you know what I mean. Little Ken Napsack growing up, wanting to do comedy, trying to figure out how and why and what works for him. That was Terry Jones, Monty Python were things that worked. And I did do, there's some great videos in my youth that are just kind of crazy and out there and had me 
There's a video me and my friend Joel uh, and some others did in high school that is just, it's bizarre. It's like Magical Mystery Tour and um, Monty Python rolled in one. I'm playing a weird British director who's breaking the fourth wall. We have these weird characters that are on the, on a quest to save a mop because the mop was a sentient, sentient being in this world. Uh, and they accidentally hit it and they have to, they, they feel bad. Just bizarre. And we shot at my hometown. There's an entire like reverse kind of negative sequence taken straight out of Monty Python. And a lot of that, if I could share it, if I could share it with you all, I could, I think it's on videotape somewhere. I do not know. It's bizarre. And if you saw that, you'd be like, that's the guy that goes on to do the Schmoes news and the podcast and the radio thing and writes those melodramatic Star Wars essays. That's the guy. and, And that guy, that kid is loving Python and he's loving Idol and Chapman and, and Cleese and Palin, but he's secretly wanting to be Terry Jones. And so Terry tip of the hat to you. That's the best. Thank you. Thank you for a life full of work. Speaking of uh, how I formed up as a comic, this is interesting. This is great. Honored. Uh, it's one of those things like, Hey, I, I you know, if you'd like to, uh, Lee Winchcombe is a documentary filmmaker who is based over in the UK, I do believe. And he has a little series called So Make Him Laugh. It's a documentary series of shorts and did one of Mark Ellis and he'd reached out and uh, I had to get some stuff to him and some pictures. So it took a little longer. That's on me, Lee. Um, and he just released it. And I'm going to play a little clip here. Let's see. Can we play a clip? Let's see. Let's get to it. Yeah, we can. I'm just trying to get past this here. I should have queued this up. Watching stand-up comedy on, I think it was Channel 11 or Fox had like a comic strip live uh, hosted by Gary Kroger at one point. And my dad would watch it. And I had kind of a strict house, a strict upbringing. And I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of things. But my dad let me watch that. And sometimes there'd be some comics and some racy stuff that we'd, you know, sit there either really uncomfortable or we'd, or he'd turn it off. But it just kind of was in my, my blood early on. And that feeling, going back to that feeling of making people laugh, uh, it was powerful because I was a very shy kid. And when you're shy and you're not comfortable being yourself, but you can kind of put on a facade and put on an act and people laugh at that those feelings of uh, self-esteem, the low self-esteem, um, insecurity that start to go away. And that's the drug that hits later on in life. But back back as a kid, I didn't know it. So there you go. That's a little clip. Me, me chatting about comedy and how I got into comedy and what it means to me. And I'm really honored. That's really cool. And you can find that on YouTube. A link, link will go out. Uh, shortly uh, by me, if it hasn't already, by the time this podcast episode airs, J25 Productions on YouTube. Uh, you can uh, follow them and go ahead and uh, watch it uh, and uh, leave a like right now as I'm looking at it. Comments are turned off. Probably a smart thing on YouTube. Uh, but Lee Winchcombe, thanks for, your, for featuring me. We're going to get the word out, uh, and, and hopefully uh, those listening can check it out as well. Uh, as always, we are uh, uh, interested in helping our uh, people outside of ourselves. Uh, this is the year uh, 2020 that uh, Knapsack Files and me focus on making sure we look in, look around the world at where we can help. I've been talking a lot lately about our friend Zachary Bassinger and his battle with cancer. I'm sharing the GoFundMe page. You can go to GoFundMe.com slash f slash zachary bassinger b-a-s-i-n-g-e-r the link is in the uh anchor description he's fighting a real tough battle but he's approaching it with the vim and vigor of a re- of a rebel taking on an empire and he and i've been chatting and uh he needs your support and if you could help share that'd be good and that's on the page as well so uh that's what we're doing which is why the later in the episode we're going to focus on our good friend uh, Jeff Saunders, Scribbler, he's over on the Patreon page and he's been working on uh, charity stuff for a long time. And, and his work kind of inspired me a while ago. And he, I got to know Jeff through uh, his support of me on Patreon and seeing the work he put in to really go outside of himself and look, uh, look where he can help. And it inspired me to create, and I don't know if I've really told Jeff this because I wanted to help share his information 
And I created that little section on my website called the Charity Spotlight. Uh, has, I need to update it. You know, you need to put some new ones up there. But just these are things um, that you know, I support or other people support, uh, friends of mine, listeners of ours through Patreon, uh, that, uh, you know, I do a little bit of vetting, put it up there, and and make sure, you know, it's all legit. Uh, and, and so Jeff kind of – that came out of uh, Jeff's work with the St. Baldrick's Foundation. So – they got a big event coming up, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. A lot of fun. And then, uh, like I said, we're going to sit down with our good friend, Matt Key, friend of the show, the first guest ever on the Knapsack Files way back in 2013. And he's got something he's working on, and we're going to talk about that. Before I do, I do want to take care of a little bit of housekeeping. I want to thank my Patreon supporters. All of them make it all possible. We've got uh, a new amount of supporters in the post-Jedi Council world, and I can't say how much I appreciate that, but I want to particularly call out my executive producer supporters, Thomas Risling, Lethal, Logan X, Bedore, Kyle Harlow, Matt Thompson, Tamor, Abdul, and Rafa. They are the brother, brothers Buddha, uh, Nathan Opendale, Zach Anderson, Ty Schallenberger, Lalomi, Chad Benefield. They are all on the executive producer here we got a lot of people now in the tnf boardroom and i'm doing some cool things with that a video kind of live video through throne and youtube um that's on there that's the boardrooms like a monthly business call with my high tier investors and then also yeah i've got uh, through Streamyard. it looks like a good enough program they're gonna be able to do some fun live shows i did a live stream test earlier in the week and that's fine i am not a huge fan of just constantly doing q a content and i know a lot of people that do it aren't huge fans but it's just kind of where the business is right now but we're gonna be gonna be having some fun with that you're gonna be able to see me go live on youtube or record shows with a video aspect and put some up there not all the time and that's the key thing to remember not all the time and a lot of people always ask ken why don't you do more stuff on youtube because i do not have the time or desire but this makes it so easy that I almost no longer have the excuse. Uh, another thing, and I talked about this some places, but man, this is really cool. Talked about it definitely on the afternoons with uh, Amanda and myself. Hope you guys have subscribed to that and listen to that. For a long time, 20 plus years, I have described myself as a former radio disc jockey. Well, that's no more. I am back. I'm back in the business. It's a small little gig. It's actually an unpaid kind of voluntary uh, voluntary type of gig. But my friend Tim Powers, another former uh, guest of the show, uh, hooked me up with this little gig. It's really cool. And it's on a radio station in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, a station called Hall of Fame Radio, Hall of Fame Music Hits, solid gold hits, like 55 to 79, that kind of classic stuff. And I'm spinning the tunes on 107.5 WLDJ. You can hear me out there on the radio, or you can listen anywhere in the world on the TuneIn app. I'm going to just be doing Saturday mornings, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time or Eastern Time, whatever you want to call it, the Eastern Time Zone. 7 a.m. So it's live. If you go to the TuneIn app and you and you miss me, you miss me. So I, I might not be able to hear myself because it's 4 a.m. And yes, I do voice track uh, the segments here at home with this uh, cool little program. And so, yeah, so I'm not flying out to Pennsylvania every Friday night to do a Saturday morning shift and then flying back. I mean, you know, I'm not saying I wouldn't do that, but that's really cool. And it's kind of a fun little thing. My friend Tim kind of been uh, working on me to do it. And it finally happened. Finally happened. I'm really excited. I get to play some tunes. And it's just me. Like, it's just me doing the... Solid Gold Hits, 107.5. And now we got some Neil Diamond, Crackling Rosie. She better get on board. We'll see you. That's me. That's all I'm doing. It is cheesy, old-school DJ stuff, and I love every word of it. So check that out. That's some housekeeping. Hey, on the other side of this break, Matt Key stops by. More on the way. It's a Saturday Night Special here on the Knapsack Files. Back here in the Knapsack Files, it's kind of a Saturday night variety hour. Just 
promoting charities, talking to all of you, and talking to a friend to let you all know that he's working on something really cool. Please welcome uh, the first ever guest ever on the Knapsack Files way back in 2013, returning guest Matt Key. How are you? Did you just say 2013? 2013 was when the first time you came to my apartment in Studio City. Oh, my God. We set up... Uh, I had two $10 microphones. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember all of it. That Tim Powers gave me uh-huh. and a Radio Shack board that I think he gave me, and I bought another one for 20 bucks on eBay. Why not have two when you, you know, come on. Yeah. And the show sounds like it's underwater. <laughs> and you were the first guest. I remember being the first guest. Yeah. Uh, wow. 2013, man. 2013. That's, God. We, uh, what are you working so on? What are you working on? You got something cool coming out. I want people uh, to start listening. To uh, well, thank you. I, I've, I've recently just uh, started a brand new podcast. Yeah. Uh, haven't even started releasing it yet, the, right. but first week, first or second week of February is when that'll happen. Great. Uh, I'm calling it the Skeleton Key. Uh, it is based. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a play on my. It's a play on my name. Your name and skeletons. And it's skeletons. a science show about skeletons. No, 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 no. no. It's uh, not that at no. all. It's a. It's a play on words in terms of the the podcast itself is based around seeking knowledge. Uh, well, like, it's good for these age. This yeah, age. right. Like seeking knowledge. It's yeah. um, I. If you know me at all, mm-hmm. uh, you know that I am someone who is thirsty to learn more, to correct thoughts uh, in my head that may be incorrect, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, or or rational or I follow, like that okay. follow poor logic. Right. Uh, I I like to be, I like new thoughts to awaken me to new opportunities That's and great. new perspectives on the world, uh, you know, for myself, but for the sake of other people, yeah. you know, like. I like I, I, you know, like you're a deep thinker. I've always been a deep thinker. Uh, thank you. Uh, so it's it, so a skeleton key mm-hmm. presumably mm-hmm. unlocks every door. It's great. So this is a podcast that is my attempt to unlock knowledge for myself by talking to people who I respect and right. feel like have something to teach me, i.e., you and that's because I'm on the show. Yeah, a lot of other people. Uh. Uh, but it's also uh, I'm laying bare my my right. ignorance. In real time, and the uh, the most naked a person can be is their skeleton, right? So, like, yep, yep. Uh, this is me saying, "Hey, this is my brain, raw, yeah. my thoughts, raw." Like, it's not like I'm like, right, this blue comedian who's like, "Oh my god, here come my opinions." That's not at all what I mean by that. I, right. I mean like, this right. is the raw dough of my thought matrix. Yeah, yeah. That I am attempting to we, lay bare to you know. We just had a new conversation, and it's one that has no. We propose some big questions and we don't get clear answers. No. Uh, and I think that's part of the journey you're going to be on. So this is great. Uh, it's going to be available in all the podcast spots, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm doing it through uh, Anchor, per your suggestion. But uh, yeah, you know, highly recommend on that. iTunes and, and Hulu or uh, Hulu. Uh, uh, Hulu Spotify. would be great. Yeah, Spotify. Um, yeah. <laughs> excited for your podcast on Hulu. Hulu and Spotify both are green on on the icons on my computer. So yeah. like I, I <laughs> know them. It, it, I identify green, yeah. like the green app, the green app, uh, Robin hood, the stock app. It's green too. Uh, is, but this is happening, right? This is happening. This, this is, is going to happen. This is happening. I, I this just, is, this is where I'm going to lean in on you because I think it's a valuable lesson for people out there listening. We recorded an episode last year of a podcast. Mm-hmm. Where is it? I don't know. Where is it? It's I, gone. It's, it's, it's gone. You didn't release it. You didn't it, do it. Why didn't you do it? Uh, I got scared. I, I, I felt like I was in the wrong direction on now. The end result it. is you got two lessons here. The end result is, yeah, you might've ended up being, I think that would have been fine, but you're in something that you're more excited about. Far more excited about this idea. So yeah, that's this direction. That's important because then you can always evolve and change and find the right things, but also you got to take chances and swing kids. And, and I, I'm so happy that you're swinging. I am I am coming out swinging as best as I can. You box now. I well I, I have a, I I do I do. I yeah, do. don't yeah don't back off on yeah, that. I'll send I Jeff do. May to punch <laughs> you in the face. Uh, but you box now, so you you're literally coming out swinging. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, it sounds like I'm being a, a condescending prick to you. I'm not. Just you're one of my best friends, and I'm excited to see you put the foot on the gas. Yeah, it's. And I uh, think a lot of people listening keep their foot off of it. I'm trying. Yeah. I, you know, uh, along with that, I'm, I'm, you know, gonna start mm-hmm. releasing like some comics, uh, just like, just the, like not even drawn, like just the comic scripts, you, you know, well, like I'm yeah. going to start putting that out there. I've got my blog that I'm putting my thoughts. This into, is great. Like, the blog, weekly. Have you, you, you doing it weekly now? Cause your first one was out. 
Where can they find that blog? Because it's a great piece. Uh, Thematkey.com. 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 A great piece about Bill and Ted, two of your favorite mm-hmm. cinematic characters, mm-hmm. but also relates to your life. Mm-hmm. It's really, really great stuff. Thank you. Yeah, I'm trying to play with the like the mm-hmm. form of like blogs and stuff like because mm-hmm. uh, you know like sure you could sit down and read someone's thoughts and like an essay but like yeah. I, I wrote it as a script where Bill and Ted actually come and interact with me and stuff That's like great. that because it's it's just more fascinating it's more interesting you know to me to, yeah. to read that yeah. it's more fun and I think and it's more great because you're a very uh, you know people who love you love you and they watched uh, Marvel movie news back in the day or uh, Wednesday club right mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I always want to say uh, like the Saturday morning afternoon club <laughs> or something which is like a Beatles show um, Saturday club um, but they they love you and you're this very vibrant fun guy and I think it's valuable for people to hear that you might struggle with getting yourself out there oh absolutely like I, I struggle probably more than anybody why, yeah. myself out I there. mean, why is not, we can't answer that. No, I mean, that's we why I go to therapy that. every other week, <laughs> which is but good. Why? Which is good. You know, there's, I mean, there's, there's is he taking new clients? Cause I have a list. I'd like to uh, submit to him. A, he, he is. And he's great. Okay. I'll uh, be, I'll put, I'll put myself on that list to be clear, yeah. but I have a list for people in the industry. No, but, uh, you know, like it's, it's, it's questions of worth. It's questions of, yeah. does anybody actually want to hear my opinions or thoughts? Like, is it, is that, Right. You know, it's that it's, it's a lot of that kind of stuff. It's a weird, cause we're in a weird business, especially with these microphones where it's like, I have thoughts and I think people should hear them. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. inherently wrong. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's so tremendously narcissistic, right? Like I, my thoughts are correct and you need to hear my thoughts. That's, that's kind of why I'm trying to, to, to center my, my podcast on here are, Watch the evolution of my thought. Like I'm I'm not coming out of the gate saying that my thoughts are correct. I'm coming out of the gate saying, these are my thoughts. Right. Uh, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to engage with that. They are yeah. plastic. They can, they are mutable. They can be changed. Uh, so help me change those thoughts to yeah. more correct thoughts. Yeah. I don't know if I helped you on the first episode. No, we're going to find out. You did, but uh, we're, we're you did tremendously. Out. We're going to find out, but it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for you. And yeah, I know it's a weird spot. It's a weird spot to share your stuff, which is why if you're listening and you ever see me or Matt in the public, you should be like, Hey, nice to meet you because we're always like, why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> why, uh, why would you want to meet me? Yeah. Why? Uh, uh, I'm a stain on the sidewalk uh, <laughs> and, and we need to hear more. So it's important, but yeah, I, I think people do need to hear your thoughts. And more importantly, I think what you're presenting, the journey of your thoughts, that's valuable in these times because we've got too many shows, mine included that are, here's what I think, think is good. Mm-hmm. It's good. And you're like, here's what I think. I'm not sure if it's good. Yeah. Let's see how I get to that point. Yeah. That's pretty valuable. Yeah. You know, maybe when, when this podcast has been on for 10 years, like I'll be able to look back at that first podcast and be like, yeah, wow. I was a completely different person, but like I'll also have an audio record of how my mind has changed over that decade. It'll be like one of those Oprah episodes where we go back to visit the the father of 17. We met uh, in season nine. You can go do follow up episodes. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be great. Oh, that's going to be I'm great. Excited, yeah. So if you're out there listening, if you're a fan of the Napsack Files, I want you to give uh, Matt Key's podcast a skeleton key, a look-see here when it's released. Follow him on Twitter at the Matt Key. Are you finally going to, are you on Twitter more now? A little bit more. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm not, I, try. I don't want to encourage anyone in social media. Just, I think people need to be able to find you. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I also struggle with social media because I'm, again, it's I like, why, why would anybody want my thoughts? Like, I, well, why did, why would anyone screaming into the digital void? Yeah. Like, why would anyone not want to use Twitter to just tell stupid jokes about the food you dropped on your shirt? I don't understand it. And see I, for I'll, me, like I, I'll promote my podcast cause that's part of the business, yeah. but I'm like, I use Twitter to make fun of myself. Why would you want to do it for anything else? Yeah. And see, like I, 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 I start getting, I get in my own head that I'm telling jokes wrong. Like I'll, I'll compose, uh-huh, like uh-huh. I'll sit there and spend 30 minutes composing a tweet about something yeah. that I just saw. And then I'll be like, man, never mind. Never mind. That's not funny. No one's going to laugh at this. Why am yeah, I even telling? And like I after a couple of years of that, I've come to a place where I'm like, yeah, what? well, I don't even want to engage in the process because it ends yeah. up being a waste of 30 minutes of my time that I could be, true. could be spent reading, you know, reading books about reading a book about postmodern philosophy or something like <laughs> i mean who doesn't like doing that <laughs> just, uh, most people most people <laughs> most people uh final note with for, with you let's let's do something we don't talk normally about um pop culture movie stuff um you're a doctor strange nut huh? you love this character going back uh-huh. a long time like to when i was like 11 right 
first movie comes out. I, I really enjoy it. I think it's one of my I favorite MCU, movie, movies, yeah. MCU uh, my films. Uh, he has a great uh, appearance in uh, Infinity Battles um, and uh, End Times. Um, second movie, Derrickson's out. You worried? Oh. You scared? What do you got? I'm I'm nervous in the Age of Ultron semblance mm. of being worried. And, and, and I say that for this. It's I think Age of Ultron was one of the bigger missteps of the MCU. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like that I was, agree. I think, I feel like that was where Marvel, I think Marvel had their, we are meddling too much moment. And mm. I like, I think that you can look at the, at the Marvel movies pre MC, uh, pre age of Ultron and post age of Ultron mm. and see where they fixed their studio interference. I think that they were like, mm. we still need to be involved right? and we still need to guide it. But I, we also have to trust our filmmakers mm. a little bit more. Like they killed Joss Whedon on that movie, right? Yeah. Like, he wanted to do all these like really intimate like farm scenes and stuff like that yeah, with the yeah. Avengers. And it's like at a certain level, I, as a fan, I'm not going to see intimate moments right, as a right. fan in an Avengers film. I want to see Hulk smashing stuff. Right. Yeah. But uh, the other flip side of it is it creates a more nuanced story and it yeah. makes those moments of smashy smash more emotionally. Great. Uh, vital, mm-hmm. more emotionally engaging. Yeah. If you have more of Banner's kind of personal story behind it. So like, yeah. I get that. And, you know, but Marvel was like, no, we've got to lay the seeds for Thor Ragnarok and we've got right. to lay the seeds for this. And it's like, all right, those are, that's all true. Right. But right. Right. Don't shoehorn that stuff in. So my worry is that when Derrickson leaves and he's like, yeah, creative differences, it's like, what were the creative differences? Right. Like, what is Marvel trying to do that, you, you like want to do, you know, and like telling mm. a horror story and the MCU has got to be difficult. It's got to be tricky. That's what it was being billed as, right? It was yes, being billed yeah. as that. And like Derrickson is a horror director, is, like, yeah. you know, um, so whatever he was going to do with the film probably would have been really cool. Mm. And like, he's a giant fan of nightmare. Like yeah. I, I follow him on social media. He talks about nightmare is, uh, the very first, uh, arcane villain that the Doctor Strange ever fought in Strange Tales 110. Mm. He's the Lord of the Nightmare Realm. He's constantly trying to take over our realm via our nightmares. That's inherently terrifying. Yeah. Right. So, like, if Derrickson is doing something that, and it's called the Multiverse of Madness, all this other stuff, like, it's mm. there's a lot to juggle. Yeah. And not only that, but there's a lot to juggle in terms of tone in mm-hmm. a universe that has never had that tone. Like they've had comedies, right, right. they've they had action adventures get. and they've had spy thrillers, but all of those kind of can Simil- be tweaked. Yep. They, yep. There's similarities enough with all of those things. Horror is completely different. Like that's not sus- like suspense. Yes, but yeah. terror. Yeah. And they don't really deal with terror in the Marvel universe. Kids have a hard time. I have yeah, a hard yeah. time with scary movies. Me like too. when I was first found out it was going to be a scary movie, I was like, Ooh, <laughs> okay, here we go. But like, if you think about it, Dr. Strange at his core is a sorcerer who yeah, fights yeah. devils and demons right, and right. his existence is horrifying. Yeah. Like if you break it down, if you were to think about what he's actually doing, mm-hmm. he deals with existential threats every five minutes. Yeah. Like he's like, Hey, what's up Cthulhu? What are we doing this time? Yeah. It's like, that's terrifying. Right. You know, like he's dealing with cosmic horrors on levels that the human brain can't comprehend, like just to break it down yeah. in terms of that character in a more realistic sense. So like, I was excited to see what Dark Zone was going to do. I'm nervous this now, is, yeah. but I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm not throwing my hands up. I'm not throwing right, right. everything away, you know? And, and honestly, like I think the MCU is, is bending more towards Disney plus anyway. Like they're dealing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're trying to establish a brand new way of not only distributing film, but thinking of film. Right. Where yeah, it's like, you know, it's, um, I remember those old commercials where like they first started creating, um, devices that kind of communicated with each other where like you're watching a video on your phone, then you get home and you throw it onto your TV. Yeah. Right? I feel like Marvel's trying Nintendo to do this. switch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Marvel's trying to do something similar, right. But with television and film where it's like, oh, we're watching it on television, but now we're switching everything. And f- now the Don't finality think. of the story is up on the big screen. You yeah, got to go watch it there. Um, and I think that they're trying to create this sort of grammar or expectation that that's how entertainment is now going to be consumed. It could very well be. I th- like that's that's yeah. what makes sense to me. So uh, okay. 
you know, so, Multiverse of Madness is apparently a follow-up to the Scarlet Witch stuff, which is going to be fascinating. Right. But that's also kind of an experiment. And I think that maybe all of that on top of them trying to do a tone and a genre that they've never done in the MCU was probably just putting too much of a strain on the story. That makes sense. And I feel like Derrickson was like, how many hoops do I have to jump through right. for this? Like, no, nah, just I'm, let me nah, tell I'm my good. story. Let me tell my yeah. story. We'll see. So we'll see. Uh, Doctor Strange and the uh, Chocolate Factory. Um, <laughs> of Madness. Of Madness. It comes out soon. Matt, thanks for coming into the hey, Netflix Files. You. You're an insightful uh, gentleman. So all of you out there, please listen to his podcast. Follow the Matt Key. Coming out in a couple weeks, the Skeleton Key. Uh, we roll on here on the Knapsack Files. And welcome to Motivations with Ken, your source for inspirations, motivations, and advice to not quite get you through the week. And I'm here to give you some advice today for something that's burning up your soul. Is there a cartoon character out there that you just hate? That you hate with all of your heart and passion? You hate this character for many reasons. Some might be pretty simple and direct, like the character is a girl. And you want the world to know, because your hate for this character burns all the way down to your white tennis shoes. How do you let the world know what they need to know? Well, that's pretty simple. Just start yourself a YouTube channel and base it on Super Chats. People will pay for your hate. Then scream from the top of your lungs all the reasons you feel insecure about why you hate this character. She can't be your favorite characters. She's not stronger than the things you love. Let the world know. And to add to the effect... Try screaming some words, some inflammatory phrases over and over that would get you expelled from your fourth grade class. Naughty, naughty boy. The world needs to know that this cartoon character's existence is a personal affront to you. Once, once it's out there, and once the world reacts to it, you'll be a king. And if you're not, and they hate you, just remember this. There are no second chances. Now go out. Share that hate. Back here in the Knapsack Files. It's a Saturday night special show. A lot of cool things on this episode. And this is one that I'm excited to bring to you all on the phone, calling in right now from the great state of Texas, is my friend Jeff Saunders. Some of you know him online as Scribbler or Hillbilly Scribs over in the movie trivia face off league, which is a fan run, fan supportive, uh, fan supported uh, league. Kind of paying homage and uh, and at times sending talent up to the movie trivia showdown. Jeff Scribbler, how you doing, buddy? Welcome to the show. I, I am doing great. It is it is good to talk to you, Ken. Uh, how are you doing today? We're doing great. It is uh, great to talk to you. We you and I have met in person, I believe, in Houston, mm-hmm. right? We pressed the flesh in Houston. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How how far did it take you to to get to that show? You you and I, you saw Mark Ellis and I do comedy in Houston. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Well, from from where I live in Texas, that's about a three hour drive. Get out of here. I wouldn't drive three yeah. hours to see Mark Ellis <laughs> for dinner that he's buying me. And, and you and saw some comedy. Uh, greatly appreciated, man. It, it was good stuff. 
Jeff, you do some uh, great work with a charity foundation that is tied to your line of work, and I'll, I'll let you explain it here in a bit. Uh, and, and it's mm-hmm. why, why you're here today, because each year you guys uh, put together some big, important fundraising events, and then AppSec Files 2020 Year of Charity is really getting going as we put some focus on things outside of our own walls and hearts and minds, and you've got a great mm-hmm. one here. You work with uh, St. Baldrick's Foundation. Tell me about it. Tell me what's what's the importance of it and what's the importance of these events because it raises important funds okay uh yeah um so uh, i'll let me start with how i got into this uh about uh, a little over five years ago i i had a career change uh i i had been an x-ray technologist okay and i went back to school to become a, a registered nurse uh as i finished up a nursing school you know you're always stuck as you're finishing school wondering, well, what am I going to do next right. now that I have this? And I had um, experienced uh, uh, the type of nurses that take care of cancer patients uh, because my, my father had had cancer. Okay. Uh, and when he was going in and out of the hospital, uh, the the staff that took care of him just, you know, they, they just really, uh, really impressed me so much mm. with their compassion and just the way that they, they treated the patients. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it just, it just left a lasting impression on me. Moved so as it, I yeah. was, Oh yeah. And so as I was finishing up nursing school, uh, that kind of, uh, it kind of moved me toward oncology nursing. Mm. Uh, and from my, uh, from my years of working as an x-ray technologist, I had had the opportunity to work with both adult and uh, pediatric patients. Um, and I kind of put those two things together, uh, as a, as a, uh, x-ray tech, I enjoyed most working with the kids, uh, yeah. It's it's no big secret. Like when uh, grownups are in the hospital, mm-hmm. we're pretty hard to manage. <laughs> we we're, we uh, mm-hmm. the kids are more mature. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it like that. Uh, so well, I, I kind of knew I wanted right. I kind of knew I wanted to work with kids. So that kind of led me to uh, pediatric oncology. Okay. Um, so I've been doing that for for about uh, a little over five years. Um, five. Years ago, almost exactly five years ago, I got the opportunity to participate in my first St. Baldrick's event, okay. and I went into this not really knowing knowing what it was or anything mm-hmm. other than it was a way to raise money for the kids I was taking care of. Yeah. Uh, as I got more involved in it, I learned more and more, and uh, basically what uh, the St. Baldrick's Foundation does is it raises money for the sole purpose of uh, providing funding for childhood, uh, cancer research. Gotcha. Now, now they, uh, they do it in a fun way. They do these events where, where folks can sign up to have their heads shaved. Uh, often we get our heads shaved by kids who are out of treatment mm. and in remission and they get a blast out of it. It's almost kind of like revenge shaving for them. <laughs> But they have they have such a good time and and every everyone there just has a good time and it's all for such a great cause. Mm. Um, so as 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 a I got more involved in it, I kind of did more research and and this actually uh, the St. Baldrick's Foundation started uh, I believe it was just four 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 guys in Manhattan mm. uh, who worked for a what they call a reinsurance company and I had to Google that because I didn't know what that meant. But it's basically an insurance company for insurance companies. Gotcha. And these these fellas had had done real well and had a lot of success in it and wanted to find a way to give back to the community. Mm. So they came up with this idea of of shaving their heads to raise money. Mm. And I want to say the first event was on St. Patrick's Day. And I think Mm. it was in the year 2000. Wow. and what they did was because it was on St. Patrick's Day, they came up with the name St. Baldrick's as sort of a play on that. Gotcha. Yeah. So and and since then it's just grown and grown. Um, and I, I've just been blessed to be a part of it the last five years. Yeah, you guys put on a lot of uh, great events. Uh, we do on on, on my website, kenapsock.com, we have a charity highlight page, charity spotlight page. You can find out more information. Go to St. Mm-hmm. Baldrick's. That's org. 
uh, like like you, like like you said, Scripps. Uh, you know they support uh, the cl- their their money. The research supports clinical trials, mm-hmm. research findings. A lot of the the important things uh, battling uh, this this tough situation that that people unfortunately find themselves in. And uh, you know, I was you reached out last year through through, through our, our Patreon page, uh, just touched by your dedication to it, and touched by your uh, change of career and finding you know being touched by other people's compassion and empathy and wanting to put that back into the world. So you're doing great things there, and you've got some specific events probably local to you. Uh, correct with the, these head shaving events usually happen in the spring, right? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, now Saint Saint Baldrick's does these things year round. Okay. And, and if anyone is like interested in checking it out, you can go to their website, St. Mm-hmm. And there's a search box there and you can put in whatever your, your city is okay. and it'll, it'll pull up whatever events are going on throughout the year. Uh, but the majority of their events are usually clustered around St. Patrick's day in the spring. Makes sense. Gotcha. Uh, now our, our team, uh, from the, the the hospital I work at uh, is Methodist Children's Hospital in San Antonio, Texas, okay. and our team is called Shaving Lives. And the way we, yeah, I know the, the way we spell it, uh, all the letters are capitalized except mm. for the H. Mm. So if you just look at the capital letters, it says Saving Lives. Nice. So one of one of our doctors came up with that a, a, a few years ago, and mm. and it kind of stuck. But um, we're going to be actually participating in an event in February uh, in the little town of New Braunfels, Texas. Mm. Uh, and uh, we participated at this event last year, and it was such a blast. Uh, the, the, the lady that uh, organizes the event, um, she's actually the mother of a kid we took care of a few years back. Mm. So we kind of have almost like a family connection uh, yeah. to it. That's but it's going to. It's going to be on February 23rd, and then we'll also be participating in an event in San Antonio, Texas, on March 14th. Okay. Okay. And these are, like I said, local to uh, Texas, but like you said, you go to the website, you can find out where to get involved or just just donate. Mm-hmm. Donate and spreading the word helps uh, as yep. well. And one of the things you guys are doing this time around, so you are, so you know, I, I know you by a lot of different names. Uh, you're, sometimes <laughs> your usernames, your Twitter handles, we call you Scribs, mm-hmm. Scribbler, uh, Hillbilly Scribs. A lot of people know you as that now because you got involved in the movie trivia face-off, which is a, a fan-supportive, fan-supported fan league based on the movie trivia show, uh-huh. like I said. Uh, you have this character. I do want to start there. Uh, this is off our, yes, sir. off our serious topic here, a little off the beaten yeah. path there. But w- this character, tell me a little bit how where you came up with this character. Okay, well, uh, all right. Uh, so uh, <laughs> you weren't expecting that. I, uh, not, not exactly. You were here to okay. talk about other people, which I respect. I'm here to talk about you as well. Yeah, well, you know, uh, the hillbilly that that's my roommate, uh, and uh, he he might come out in a minute and say something. He's he's a little shy, <laughs> but we'll see if he'll come out. But mm-hmm. basically, I I went to you mentioned earlier that we met in in Houston. Mm-hmm. Well, I had gone to Houston to see you guys do comedy, but also uh, to go to the the live Schmodown event that was in Houston. Right, and I was sitting next to this guy at the event. Uh, and I'm, I'll, I'll name drop him. Uh, his name's Nick Carley. He's also uh, in a lot of the fan leagues. Okay. And I, I wasn't eavesdropping, but I did overhear what he was talking about. And he was talking to the gentleman next to him about the fan leagues. And it just, I, I had heard the, the, the term fan league right. used on the Schmodown before, but I really didn't know what it was. Right. Uh, so I got to talking to him and he, and he actually brought me into the, the movie trivia face off. Okay. And, when I was talking to him, I was, you know, I I told him, you know, what would be great because all this is, is kind of pro wrestling inspired. Yeah. It'd be great to have a character who uh, wore a mask, like a Lucha luchador. (laughs) Uh, And that was what I wanted to do, but I don't have a luchador or I didn't have a luchador mask at the time. Right. Uh, I did have a silly hat. And a pair of overalls. Because everyone needs a silly hat and overalls, man. <laughs> well, right, right. And yeah. and I do have a family lineage mm. that comes from the great state of Arkansas. Gotcha. You had all the elements. <laughs> I had everything there. Uh, and, a, and a treasure trove of uh, family stories and stuff to fill in Hillbilly's backstory. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of me in him. And there's a little bit of him in me. 
uh, but but it worked out, and and it's something that everyone seems to enjoy, and I get I get a, I get a, I, I get a kick out of it. Honestly, if no one watched any of it, I would still get a kick out of it because it's me. just fun. I understand. <laughs> I do my my podcast characters for myself because mm-hmm. that's who I think it reaches. Um, but you right, right. in getting involved with this and in conjunction uh-huh. with this Saint Paul. St. Baldrick's Foundation event, you guys are doing, and this is uh, steeped in pro wrestling history, you're doing yes. a, a movie trivia challenge, uh, a hair versus hair match that I, I understand might be a hair versus hair versus hair match. Tell me about it. Tell me where we can watch and, and wh- why it's important to this charity drive. All right. So wh- one of the, the ideas that I came up with uh, once I was in the, the face-off was... Uh, you know, how, how could we use this to do some good? And I, I kind of had, I don't know what made me think of it, but I, I know in pro wrestling history, there's a, a deep history of hair versus hair matches. <laughs> there is, you among know, other, among other things, among other things. Right. And I, I thought, well, that would be like the perfect yeah. way to, to marry what we're doing with the movie trivia competitions and with raising money for for the charity uh so i i approached uh, some of the guys uh behind the scenes there and 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 they 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 were uh they fell in love with it the minute i i pitched it to them right. so we've we've been kind of working on it since then and um mm. basically uh what we're going to have is we're going to have a trivia match. And, and I, I know a lot of your viewers are familiar with the Schmodown, but yeah. for those that aren't, there's, uh, we model what we do after the Schmodown. And it's a, it's like a trivia match that incorporates a lot of the um, kind of elements and style that you would see in pro wrestling. We do uh, pre and post match interviews. A lot of us do characters. Right. We even try to work some storylines in there from time to time. Right. But, um, we decided that, uh, well, you know what? Let me get the hillbilly in here. He can tell you about it. <laughs> well, bring on bring on the hillbilly, man. Yeah, let me get him. Hold on. Uh, hello? Hey, hillbilly. How you doing? You're talking about the big hair versus hair match coming up on uh, the 23rd, right? Oh, oh, yes, sir. Is this that kidnap sock fella? I listen to you all the time. Uh, that, means, that means a lot to me. And you know who I really like? I really like that there, Nolan Guthrie, because he is out there finding the truth Nolan and Guthrie getting is. the word out. He is working. Yeah, he's getting the stories. word out. He's getting some big stories. Uh, I know you've called into that show, Mysteries in the Unexplained, but I, I rest assured Nolan's communicated with me. He'll have some new episodes very soon. Oh, I just I can't wait. Uh, but anyway, to, I'm going to take my tinfoil hat off for a minute, and Please we do. will talk a little bit about the MTFO. And what I can tell you is this. A few weeks ago, I got called out by that there rascal, the Sandman, John Mariano. Mm. And he wanted to have a match with me, hair versus hair. Now, I, I, I will admit I do most of the time look a little unkempt, a little feral. And, you know, that's just part of who I am. And, but I do got a lovely uh, head of hair, and and I don't really want to part with it. <laughs> yeah. But but you know what? I accepted his challenge, Mister Napsock. Okay. And I told this feller, you know, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. Let's raise some money for a good cause. I love that. So we got with the folks at that their St. Baldrick's Foundation, and they set us up with a link that we're going to have in the description of that their video when we do this match and uh folks will be able to use that link to to donate money for for this great cause now there's something else i have heard uh because you know i i i i'm all about uh doing my investigating research oh yeah and looking for the truth yeah uh i even got a conspiracy board to keep all every keep it all straight, <laughs> um, as you should, hey, Billy. As you should. <laughs> um, there's a rumor, yeah, that along with myself and that there Sandman, that this feller calling himself the Carmel Mountain, Ooh. I believe his name is Ryan Payne. Okay, is going to jump in 
to this also, and it's going to be a three-way dance. A three-way dance, hair versus hair versus hair. And I'm told Ryan, yes, has, Ryan has a luxurious head of hair, which already makes me hate him. Oh my, oh my Lord, it is magnificent. It, uh, people probably have a church for it. It is that <laughs> spectacular. It is, it is praised to the heavens. Yes, yes. So he's putting, uh, that, he's putting that hair on the line. You're putting your hair on the line. Uh, Mariano, the Sandman, you know, he's a one-trick pony. He only throws a cutter in. Uh, yep. he, uh, he's putting his hair on the line. Uh, this is beautiful. Yes, Truly sir. pro wrestling, Hillbilly Scribs. <laughs> it's going to be something else. And, and it's going to be available for all you folks listening sometime next month. Okay. We're going to try to have it wrapped up before my roommate Jeff goes to his shaving event. On the 23rd. I got it. Um, yes, sir. Hillbilly, I think we can uh, – uh, let's officially announce that uh, I will be uh, taking part in the event uh, as an announcer and helping to announce – uh, some of the event. Uh, I will be uh, making my movie trivia face-off debut to uh, help raise awareness for this event. So I promise you I'll call it fair and square, though. Oh, well, I you know, I, I trust you 100%, sir. And uh, I'm just so tickled that you're going to be there with us. It is going to be a blast, and it's going to be all for a great cause. It is. It is. I'm excited to be part of this. <laughs> you guys are doing great work with this. Uh, so, Mr. Scribs, uh, I, I, I'm going to put your uh, roommate Jeff back on the line in a second, but I really appreciate your work, uh-huh. and I appreciate your overalls. It it takes a lot to look good in overalls, and you, sir, look just fine. Just fine. Well, thank you. Thank you, sir. I do try. <laughs> you do. Thank you, Hillbilly the, Scribs. The trick is don't wash them. That's that. Yeah, let them stand up on their own. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Jeff's uh, going to come back. Jeff Saunders, welcome back to the mic here. Uh, yeah, so it's official. Yeah. On Hey, Jeff. Uh, so Movie Trivia Face Off, the event, it will be available. They're going to we're gonna pre-tape the event and then put it out there for the public to help raise awareness, help raise funds for St. Baldrick's Foundation. Uh, and I'm happy to be a part of it uh, doing some uh, announcing for you guys there. I hope that works out. Oh, that's, that's going to be perfect, Ken, and, and we do appreciate it. It's going to be great. Going to be great. So this is all uh, for the benefit of St. Baldrick's Foundation. I, mm-hmm. Jeff, I love that you've taken the time uh, not just to come on the show and share it here, but you've taken the time to really just continue to do work and raise awareness for something that's uh, become close to your heart. And, and, that's, uh, and that's important, and that's not easy to do. It's easy to say, but hard to do, and I think you're doing it, and I have a lot of respect for you, sir. Well, well thank you, Ken. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just glad I can do something to help. And and you do stuff all the time too. You have a T Public page where you sell shirts that help raise funds too. Tell people about uh, where they can exactly find that on T Public. Uh, yes, sir. So i i have a I have a T Public page uh, store that is set up specifically for uh, the purpose of of raising funds for St. Baldrick's. Uh, if you go to T Public, uh, you can search for Scribbler, S C R I B B L E R. 1974 and that'll that'll bring up my my uh uh that'll bring up the the shirts that that i've designed on there and uh the shirts i have on there uh, some of them are original designs i've done Mm. some of them are designs that have been uh given to me by by uh, parents of some of my patients so some of the shirts are dedicated to some of the kids uh, that i've got to help through their journey so it's uh there's some good stuff on there definitely check it out yeah, I'm looking yeah. at it now. You got some great stuff. You got some. Uh, uh, looks like the John Mariano design uh, a scribbler T-shirt there too. You got a lot <laughs> of stuff here. Um, yep. Really important, really powerful stuff. And then the funds go directly to to uh, uh, the the uh, St. Baldrick's Foundation, right? So mm-hmm. this is great. Yes, sir. And if you want to uh, donate directly to our team, uh, you can go to stbaldricks.org. And in the the search box at the top, if you just put in "shaving lives," our our team is the first one that'll come up in the search. That's great. That's great, Jeff. Well, uh, I appreciate it again. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy life and working a long shift. You're sipping coffee to stay awake, but uh, yeah. this this stuff means a lot to you, and so therefore it means a lot to us here 
at uh, the Knapsack Files. And if you want to follow Jeff online on Twitter uh, or go to his YouTube channel, do so. But uh, you follow him on Twitter at Jeff Saunders 74 and uh, say hello and, 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 and join him in this uh, fight and in this cause. And then we'll see what happens on the on the 23rd or so with the uh, hair versus hair versus hair match. Um, I think everyone's a winner and potentially everyone's a loser if they lose their hair. But <laughs> it's going to be good. So, Jeff, thanks for coming here on the Knapsack Files, my friend. All right. Thank you, Ken. Thanks for having me. All right. Stick around. Knapsack Files fans. We'll be right back. Not only are we back, we're out of here. Thanks to my guest, Mad Key, Jeff Saunders, Scribbler. Check out the movie trivia face-off event. I'll be part of it. I'll be calling some action. Saying some words. Because I believe in what Jeff and the team are doing. And don't forget your motivations. More Saturday Night Special episodes are on the way. More with the Knapsack Files podcast feed. And yeah, behind the bag, me and Tom Dagnino get ready for baseball talk. Coming on its own feed in the springtime, just in time for the 2020 baseball season. And that's it for now, folks. Go out and help somebody. We'll see you next time.